Hello and welcome to the Low Tox Life Podcast. I'm Alex Stewart, your host, and today is show 141. And I'm just hanging out with you guys today. I'm going to share a little bit about my uh, experience doing the advanced week-long retreat with Dr. Joe Dispenza and a cheeky 1,200 other people on the Sunshine Coast. A lot of people have been intrigued by this work and so I thought I would give you a little window into what it's like and also what drew me to start doing uh, the work of Dr. Joe's. Uh, He has developed a body of understanding between the fields of quantum physics, neuroscience and epigenetics and uh, it is absolutely fascinating stuff to me. Uh, It really brings out my inner nerd But the beautiful thing about Dr. Joe's work is it also makes you completely leave everything you hope to seek to understand in the here and now where there are things and people and places and stuff all around us and actually venture into the complete unknown where there is nothing, no one, nowhere and you're in no space or time. And uh, and so I'm fascinated by that matching, if you like, of how fascinating these fields of study are by how mystical they are as well in terms of when you practice them uh, and the sorts of things that can happen. So that's what I'm going to be sharing with you today. I just wanted to let you know that you now have your absolute last week to make the most of Etitude's wonderful offer to us, 15% off for any first-time purchases on the Etitude website. You have all the details on the show notes, but I'm just going to read you out the little um, code that we have from them. It is LOWTOX15, and you go to their website um, with this particular URL. So E-T-T-I-T-U-T-D, U-D-E, sorry, etitude.com.au forward slash LOWTOXLIFE. And you'll see some of the favourites there. Um, I've I've let you guys know earlier in the month, but if you missed that show, we actually kitted out my son's bedroom with uh, quilt covers from Etitude and they are so soft and gorgeous and uh, and really, really lovely. So I know you guys will love them if you haven't tried Etitude already and that one is unfortunately just for the Aussies. Uh, But uh, the other thing I wanted to mention was that I... uh, have a very special little offer for podcast listeners and it is to get a whopping 30% off any of our online courses this week. That's 30% off any of our online courses, the on-demand ones, from the Lotox Life website. The only one that it doesn't include is the Thrive course because that's a collaboration, um, but all the other courses are up for grabs for 30% off. Uh, We have so many ways to help you achieve your health goals, sustainability goals. Uh, We've opened up the Golotox round for October as well, um, just in case you wanted to nab that at 30% off now as a mega, mega early bird uh, and get your place um, when we run it again in October. But otherwise, you can do Lotox Kids. If you're thinking about having babies soon, you can do Preconception Ninja If you've been burdened by chronic inflammation, you can do Inflammation Ninja, a super helpful course that's had some incredible results for people. Um, And then we have Real Food Rockstars. So if you're still a bit lost in the world of food, it's a brilliant course to help you feel empowered by your food choices uh, and really fully transparently understand the food system um, and how to shop for people and planet And of course, for animals as well, you know, if you're an omnivore, especially, it's essential that we move through that uh, consciously and do the best we can by reducing meat first and foremost. I I absolutely believe that's a very important piece in the the climate change um, piece by completely stopping to eat things from factory farms, from uh, places where the animals aren't treated well in overcrowded areas, uh, fed genetically modified grains. So much grain is grown to feed animals. So we should be enjoying some more plant foods instead of growing them to feed animals and then enjoying less animal-based products. Uh, And I know a lot of the people in our uh, community are vegan and vegetarian, but those of us who are omnivores... Uh, when we do enjoy those meats from ethical, regenerative sources that are not only sequestering carbon but being very kind to the animals in the process and not 
uh, supporting, if you like, the global expansion of genetically modified crops, which are essentially to feed um, feedlot animals. It's a horrible, horrible system. So Real Food Rockstars is a, a favourite of mine and, um, and a really great course to take. And then um, I've got three smaller courses that we just brought out recently, actually, Going Gluten-Free, Going Dairy-Free and Going Additive-Free. So these are really designed because while a lot of us have been on this journey for a long time together, you know, I've been blogging for nearly 10 years now, um, that I don't want to forget anybody who has perhaps had to make some changes to these two major groups of foods that can sometimes be quite inflammatory to people, children and adults alike. Um, and also the additive piece. So I really, ha I have this really popular lecture that I give in childcare centres and in workplaces to the parents um, of that workplace around additives, specifically MSG, added sugars and sulphites, uh, and the the extent of the damage at which these can do if we consume them excessively, which unfortunately, if we supermarket shop um, down the middle of the aisles, chances are we are. And sometimes they're so shifty, they don't even, oh my gosh, they can make it really, really hard. So these little courses, they're only 39 bucks. So with your 30% off, that's going to be huge. Uh, and I'd really love to invite you to drop in and try those or try some of the more um, extensive, deeper courses or sign up for GoLotox well in advance. So this week only, uh, all the details are in the show notes uh, in terms of the link to how you can check out all the different courses. And I have like a video on each of the sales information pages that goes a bit deeper into the course. So you can see whether it's a right fit for you. Uh, and your code is podcastlotox30, podcastlotox30. So you can head to lotoxlife.com, check out the courses tab and go shopping. And because they're all able to be purchased on demand, you can get as many as you fancy this week. Stockpile if you want to, but I just wanted to do something for you guys as my podcast listeners. Uh, I so, so appreciate every share that you give the podcast, every review that you give the podcast. And I thought it'd be nice to do a little give back. Uh, and, um, and I know you guys love learning as much as I do. And these defined learning spaces around some of the core topics of the values of leading a low-tox life really do change people's lives. And it's just such a privilege to get to put them on and to interact with students and see how things change for you along the way. So enjoy that little bonus. Now, uh, it, uh, it's time for me to talk about this retreat, hey? So the way I came into doing Dr. Joe's work, sorry, had a little cup of tea there. I'm sure you might have heard that. Uh, not a cup of tea, sorry, a sip of tea. Um, is because, well, it's a funny one, really. I've been familiar with Dr. Joe's work for years. My local health shop uh, uh, the fa the owner there, Georgie, has been a huge fan of his work for a decade. She was really one of the early adopters of some of the stuff that Joe was talking about. Uh, if you're not familiar with Dr. Joe Dispenza, I do definitely encourage you to check out the resources that we've got on the show notes. I have a bunch of links to podcasts he's been on, uh, manifesting that he'll come join us here one day. Uh, and I also think, um, I mean, in those links, I've also included some links to courses you might like to do, um, which are some of the ones that I've done as well. So it's a really comprehensive way to check out his work, if anything that I say today piques your interest. And, uh, and so I had known his work for ages. I had read bits of um, You Are the Placebo, I had read uh, most of uh, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself and I had even bought an e-course that uh, Hay House, his publisher, um, had put on their website and, uh, and I hadn't done the course. Don't, I mean, it's ridiculous that we can buy these amazing resources and not do them and I do everything I can for my own community to stay motivated and complete courses and yet there I was not completing this one. I had watched maybe the first um, like part of the funnel where they educate you on what the course is going to be about. And I was like, wow, that sounds amazing. And then I hadn't done the darn thing. And I, 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 it was around the time when I was very, very sick with mould. 
And there's an interesting thing about the survival mode. Uh, when we're in survival and stress, you know, and Joe actually teaches this, and I didn't really understand it until I retrospectively uh, understood it uh, from my own experience and past. And in that feeling of just having to get through that day, just having to figure out how to pick up your kid, how to cook for dinner, how to make it through another night of getting no sleep and having all of those crazy symptoms, um, and you can head to my whole mould story pod, uh, um, show note, uh, not show notes, what am I talking about, uh, the post that I wrote on my mould story, uh, if you want to look into that a little bit more and you haven't yet. Um, but I was definitely operating in survival and I just couldn't see the wood from the trees and I definitely didn't feel generous and I didn't feel creative, I didn't feel curious in any way, shape or form. I literally was in survival um, just getting through that day and I know uh, anyone out there who is experiencing that right now or has in the past, you will know what that's like. And I really feel for you. And all I can say is there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, and uh, it's so important to surround ourselves with resources, people, um, and a, a sense of non-judgment all around us. And certainly repel people who tell you to get over it or, you know, all those sorts of things because it really is a challenge. And... Um, and yeah, so the only reason I can explain why I didn't do that course was because I was in survival and I just wasn't even thinking about mind expansion at that time. I was thinking, how do I get rid of this crazy heartbeat situation? Or how do I get rid of these twitches and tremors? And how do I uh, get rid of this buzzy, plugged into the wall feeling and all the electric shocks and crazy stuff that was going on? So, um, so anyway, as I came out of that and started to improve... Something I realised towards the end of last year, so I'd been living in our new apartment uh, that we're renting for nine months and significantly better, um, while albeit not entirely better, but definitely able to create again, feel generous, write, uh, speak without feeling like I lose my words or place every two minutes and, uh, and really being in a good place, but not in a good place in terms of... Um, a sense of trust and knowing that my future is bright. That's the only way I can put it. Uh, I started to catastrophize. Uh, it's almost like when there was nothing immediate to catastrophize in my current medical situation, I started to think there was catastrophe around the corner. And it's something, to be honest, I'm still working on. Um, I really do believe this is a product of chronic illness that's not talked about enough. You know, we work ourselves through this huge process of getting physically better um, with doctors and supplements and testing and medications and all these uh, uh, things that exist in our third dimension reality. Um, but we don't talk about uh, the mind piece. We don't talk about releasing the trauma of going through chronic illness enough. And I had definitely broached this topic uh, and found that TRE, uh, which is way back at show number 30 with the beautiful Sharon Mullen, who introduced me to that therapy, TRE was magic in terms of helping me physiologically release some, some trauma stored in my tissue. But I didn't feel like my mind was strong. And, you know, I, I had these pains that would come and go. I had a few little symptoms that would come and go. And, uh, and I had this sort of feeling that I really needed to get a, um, a female scan, like, you know, your reproductive um, area scanned. I can't even think of the technical term for that right now. And my first breast ultrasound. I'd never had an ultrasound, a mammogram, none of it. Uh, and ultrasound seemed to gel with me um, best as a first foray into examination. This is something for you to discuss with your doctor. I'm not going to tell you which way to play that. Um, and I went and my doctor was like, why do you want to go and do those sorts of things? You live such a, a healthy life. I'm like, well, you know, I just think there's just, I just know there's something just not quite right and I really want to just figure out what it is. And so I went and uh, there was um, a a dodgy piece of tissue uh, or a sort of a mass of tissue that showed up in my breast and there was a polyp in my uterus 
And um, it's not that I was seeking to confirm something bad, but I, I almost felt like I just needed those scans to know what was going on if there was something going on so I could move past it. And, uh, and so I did. And uh, fantastically, the breast uh, biopsy that I then had showed that it was just a, piece, a bit of tissue and there was absolutely nothing to worry about. So I got put on the um, cautious plan of the um, breast oncologist that I saw, who's lovely, um, Dr Samara. And um, he then does the six-month check to just make sure that that hasn't changed in any way, then the one-year check, and then you get dropped, crossed off the list and you don't have to do anything for five years. So unless, obviously, something comes up. So that was great, tick. And then I worked with my amazing naturopath, Kate Johnston, who's beautiful, uh, called Wellbeing. Um, and I can pop her in the show notes as well. And, uh, and we started doing some herbal work on the polyp situation. Um, and that was really interesting because once I realised, oh, my gosh, you know, I might have to face surgery and this was the straw that broke the camel's back three years ago and I don't want to go through all of that again. And I was so scared. For some reason, just out of the blue popped the fact that I had this Dr Joe course sitting there in my... Uh, inbox waiting for me to finally log in and get going with that thing. And once I did, I started to realise how I was basically a product of my past and all these harrowing past things that had happened had become emotions and emotions become feelings and feelings become reality. And and so they, they form your personality and my personality had become one of a fearful person and I don't really recognize that from um, the person of my past past before all the mold stuff so it was really fascinating to start to break that down start to understand the power of our minds uh, to and the power of actually uh, rehearsing a future before it's made manifest so really becoming very present to uh, the, the, what Joe calls the generous present moment and, and start to look beyond yourself where there's no space, no time, no one, nothing, nowhere. You're not in your environment. You can't smell the coffee brewing. You can't hear the child playing. You can't um, hear the leaf blowers or, you know, all that kind of stuff, which is why I wear headphones for this. Um, and, and to really go where you lose total track of space and time to rehearse a future and fire and wire new um, neurons and uh, and it, it was just so fascinating that we we could do this and Joe's work is incredible so the way it all started for him was that he was a chiropractor he had a thriving practice in the states and he was also uh, uh, loved triathlons and one day he was doing his triathlon and he got hit by a truck. And I think it was about, I think it was six vertebrae that were broken. And uh, he tells the story and I'll share a couple of podcasts where he tells this story. And if I ever have Joe on my show, I'm going to make those podcasts a prerequisite so we don't need to talk about Joe's past, but we can talk about this incredible work and the impact it can have into the future, which I think is more true, I guess, to Joe's teachings. You know, it's uh, something really interesting that he shares is that uh, 95% of who we are by the time we're 35 years old is a set of memorised behaviours. So we're basically like a computer program for the most part. Emotional reactions, unconscious beliefs, perceptions. Uh, and so the first step, step to change is to become conscious of how you're thinking, notice how you act, pay attention how you're feeling, and then the act of observing those states of mind and body separates you from that program that you have been programmed to through a series of past events and emotional reactions to things. So now you're the consciousness observing the program, and it turns out the more conscious you become of how unconscious you are, it's like, you know, lighting a match in a dark place, he says. And the first step creates enormous amounts of chaos in the brain and body because you're now starting to fire and wire differently. You're now starting to rewire things. And that can be huge. Uh, and um, and I, I just, I, I admire so much that that day when he was hit by the truck 
and broke all those parts of his spine and was told by four of the top surgeons that he needed to get the um, metal rods put in and that he would never walk freely again and all these sorts of things. Instead, he somehow, somewhere deep inside of him, trusted that he would figure this out. Um, so he, he knew, I guess, that um, he, he wanted to be um, the architect of the redesign of his body. And he had, done, he had had some pretty funky, energetic experiences himself as a young man on retreats and things, and he talks about this uh, on the retreat, tells some great stories, amazing storyteller. Uh, and and so it's somewhere he was obviously able to trust that there was a higher intelligence that he could surrender the design, the new design of his spine to that would take care of the healing for him. And, uh, and he did it. And he tells the story of how about six weeks in, he, um, he just wanted to give up. He, uh, where did I... I remember writing this down so I could tell you guys. But, um, yeah, so six and a half weeks of hell, basically. And he just couldn't get his mind to do what it wanted to do um, because he would start reconstructing a vertebrae and imagine an outcome. And then he would start thinking, I'm going to be living in a wheelchair. Should I sell my practice? And I'm like, hello. Oh, my gosh. Thank gosh that happened to Joe. And he says it still happens. You know, we're still overcoming ourselves in meditation years into practice. Um, and a lot of you guys who are subscribed to the newsletter will um, know that a few weeks back I sent a newsletter that gave you a little window into one of my meditations, one of the first ones I did on the retreat. And, uh, and people laughed and sent back some really lovely messages saying, oh my gosh, that's me. Thank you for making me feel better about this. And all I can say is push on because, um, you know, he, he basically got to a point where it all just started to work and, um, you know, what he couldn't get his mind to do after that six weeks, he just went through the whole thing one more time and then it felt like hitting the golf ball or a tennis racket in the sweet spot. Something clicked and from that point forward, what used to take him three and a half hours to do would take him 45 minutes and he was firing and wiring these new circuits and he was practicing and paying attention and all of a sudden he started to notice dramatic changes in his health and then 10 weeks later he was up and walking around 12 weeks later he was training again uh you know and that was when he decided to go back to studying and study neuroscience quantum physics epigenetics and build a model of understanding around and between those things um and that's when he also started studying spontaneous remissions and starting to see the commonalities between the people who'd had these spontaneous remissions. And this wasn't like, ouch, my arm was hurting. This was MS, Parkinson's, cancer, big, big stuff. And, uh, and the patterns that he noticed between these different um, people from all walks of life, this did not discriminate. It was every type of gender, nationality, um, every sexual orientation, every type of religion that they may have believed in. And um, it definitely was not favourable to any particular group of people, this idea of spontaneous remission, other than the qualities and the beliefs these people shared. So number one was that they believed that there was a life force and a higher intelligence that we were all connected to. Number two was that they realised that it was mismanagement of their emotions and their hormones of stress that actually began to create their condition Number three, they then realised they had to become aware of these emotions and they've got to become conscious of how unconscious they were and start rehearsing a new future in some way. And then number four, which I think is so fascinating, is that in the rehearsal process, they had long moments where they lost track of time and space. So in other words, they were able to involve their inner world of imagining um, that when they turned the light on in the room or when they lifted their blindfold up or whatever they're doing, they thought it was 20 minutes later and actually it was an hour and 20 minutes later. So this really fascinated me and as I moved through this course, I started to understand more and more about how this could actually be possible and how it really made sense. And there was one meditation in this little beginner's course that I did through Hay House uh, and that meditation was incredible 
And it really just, uh, I think for me, because he spent so much time explaining the science, I really trusted that this was possible and I gave that trust over to a greater intelligence and just went with it in the meditation for the first time in my life. Historically, I have fallen asleep in almost every meditation I've done that was longer than 10 minutes. Historically, I have thought about everything but the kitchen sink uh, in doing my meditations. But all of a sudden in that one, this very first meditation I did of Joe's back in, I think it was just December, so it was only six months ago, um, I lost space of time of uh, I lost track of space and time, and something I noticed straight away was I could bring this goofy, happy, trusting smile into my day on command whenever stress showed up that wasn't warranted. You know, it's fine to stress about being late for something. You know, we respect a friend uh, or a doctor's appointment. It's fine to um, you know to use stress for quick survival tactics you know, being chased by the tiger, that old metaphor. But prolonged stress and mismanagement of emotions, I really started to deeply understand how these could hinder our health. And this was a huge piece of the puzzle for people suffering chronic issues or terminal issues. And um, and I remember going from not being present when I was kissing my son goodnight because I wondered whether I'd get to see him grow up. I mean, how how nuts is that to be thinking that? But I was thinking that, and I'm I'm being brutally honest with you guys here. My mind was still going down these dark holes, even though I had drastically started to improve my health, um, leaving the mouldy apartment. And so from that, and then after that meditation, all of a sudden, I felt really present to kissing my little son goodnight and having little chats. It was just there. I was there with him. I wasn't worried about anything else other than being there in that generous, present moment. And it made me realise, gosh, how often are we not in that generous, present moment as we rush, rush, rush through life? And it made me really sad. So all of a sudden, I was like, right, I am going to consume every piece of this man's work that I possibly can. So Becoming Supernatural, his book that he brought out last year, in I went to there buying the intensive and the progressive workshops online so that I could be qualified for the next advanced retreat that I could afford to go to, I started it. And um, and I just knew this year that I'd be going to an advanced retreat, even though the Sunshine Coast was sold out, even though the next one that came up, Mallorca, the hotel rooms were 300 euro and there was absolutely no way I could do that for a week. Uh, I just trusted that I would be there this this year for one of them. And then boom, into my inbox came a message from his company saying, uh, we have opened up a new uh, group of uh, tickets for the Sunshine Coast. First in Best Dressed, uh, because the hotel that they do it at, the Novotel up there, Twin Waters, um, was building a new conference room and it had capacity for more people and it was going to be ready. And they were just waiting to make sure that it was going to be ready before they opened those additional tickets. I jumped on it straight away. I found the cheapest little hotel I could find uh, and I just I booked my flights, got it all sorted. And, uh, and so that was my first kind of little trusting synchronicity into doing Joe's work, which was really cool. And then when I got to the retreat, I really didn't know what I was in for. I packed my Epsom salts. I packed a few little personal care kind of spa things that I would normally do for myself when I've got heaps more time. I packed a couple of books. No, folks, this was not that kind of retreat. This was 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. first four days, 4 a.m. to 7 p.m. fifth day and 4 a.m. to 3 p.m. last day and then an introductory night the, the first night we were there. This was intensive meditation and uh, neuroscience, quantum physics and epigenetics lectures. It was absolutely brilliant um, and so, so hard. And uh, it was really interesting uh, sort of fighting with myself the first day and doing the meditations from quite a passive, energetic standpoint, just kind of going through the motions, trying to listen to his voice, do what he said. And I felt some moments of peace 
but generally I just couldn't find the black and the space, uh, you know, and feel the sense of space around my body as he was moving us through to try and get out of our environment. Um, you know, it was really challenging. I'm hyper aware of a thousand plus people around me sneezing here, a cough there, uh, you know, crazy things going on all around that kind of stopped me from really focusing. But the second day, he got four of his advanced students who'd been doing the work for a long time, most of which are his team leaders who travel around the world with him, um, managing the teams of people because you get allocated a team and a theme within the overall theme of the, the retreat. And, uh, and they got up on the chairs and he demonstrated the breathing technique with, through these, um, these students, these advanced, advanced students. And I was blown away by what I saw on the stage. They were so the the actual breath that helps you pull the mind out of the body is where you sort of pretend you are bringing liquid up through a straw, drawing your spinal fluid all the way up to the top of your head through the pineal gland and out through the top of your your uh, head. And um, so you kind of contract your um, you pull up your perineum, your lower abdomen, your upper abdomen your heart, your throat, uh, your um, pineal gland, uh, and then the top of your head. I hope I haven't missed anything there. No, I think I'm a good student. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yep, yep, I'm all good. And, uh, and you, you really kind of just kind of pump this cerebral fluid through from the base of your spine and down in the perineum right up to the pineal gland and up. Um, And you kind of create this crazy woozy feeling afterwards. And I had experienced that on the first day. But what I saw on the second day when he showed us the example of the people doing it was how much the uncontrollable urges of the bodies were allowed to take over in this process. So, you know, you had a couple of them that were shaking and convulsing and their eyes were kind of going into the back of their heads you had uh, another one that was um, had a, a one really jolty arm as they did it. So it was really uh, amazing because it made me think straight away, oh my gosh, that's so much better than what I was doing because that's incorporating an element of TRE, trauma release exercises, where you let the autonomic nervous system take over and the body just moves freely as it needs to. And, uh, and so then it was on. I really realised the potential of uh, release in this um, exercise and I felt much more able to connect to where there was no space and time and to leave this third dimension hyper awareness of everything that was happening around me and uh, and things started to get really good. Now um, basically over the the days you you work on walking meditation, standing meditation, uh, sitting meditation, lying down meditation, and then different forms of meditation within those. So some are about evoking a trance-like state, some are about working with the pineal gland to um, go through the quantum field into the fifth dimension. Uh, Some of them are about um, one which I really like called the box meditation, where there's a problem you just can't figure your way around and the box meditation helps you be your future self, looking back at your present self who just can't figure out this problem and literally drawing the present self to the future self, saying it's going to be fine. Like, look how easy this was to sort out. Isn't it crazy? And, uh, and, and it is crazy, actually, because you're able to then just start trusting that things will be sorted out. And things like... Um, uh, Things just started to happen over the week that really, really started to blow my mind. Now, I do want to make mention of one thing that I noticed as I looked around in the first day, how beautiful it was that there was no discrimination in terms of demographic. There were old people, there were young people, there were beautiful people, there were people from all walks of life. There were people, you know, like, and by that I mean, you know, people who you'd think like super wellness warrior type, gorgeous 24-year-olds with perfect skin, perfect bodies, perfect everything. And um, and then a 70-year-old in a wheelchair with Park, advanced Parkinson's and everyone in between. They were tradies. They were old guys. They were young guys. I loved how many men were there. It was just amazing to see men wanting to connect 
to a greater intelligence. You know, so often in these wellness communities, it is so female-driven. And it was just so beautiful to see men embracing uh, these techniques. I, I, was, I was frankly blown away by how many guys there were there. And I was not expecting that. There were people from many different nationalities, many different countries, people who were there on scholarship who didn't have two pennies to rub together um, through the foundation that they have for that, as well as really wealthy people, people who um, had all sorts of professions from doctors to energetic healers to uh, bricklaying to teachers. I mean, stay-at-home parents, all sorts of different people. And I just think that is when you really know that there is a very powerful message to the work. This transcends any kind of health fad that health people might, health conscious people might just kind of jump on and explore and then move on to the next one. This is really about people putting their hand up to do the difficult work of releasing themselves from old conditioning and old programs. It's not easy and it's, uh, it's quite tumultuous when you em- embark upon it. And I'm certainly not out of the woods when it comes to the tumultuous aspect yet. But something I found really interesting was even just doing this um, this week long. And the week long is designed uh, because he used to have an advanced workshop that was four days, and really felt like on the fourth day people were that was when people were breaking through, and then we were sending them all home. And so that's when he made it a week long to really uh, allow for those breakthroughs to happen and for people to be nurtured through those breakthroughs uh, during the later stages of the week. Um, And, uh, yeah, so as I was going to say, I wanted to share a few synchronicities and interesting things that happened during the week. So one of the things you have to make is a mind movie. And this movie is essentially a whole bunch of images that are your future self and the future life that you're rehearsing. And uh, there's science behind rehearsing the future self. This is not like that, um, what was that thing called? The secret, which was a little bit more kind of woo-woo and mystical. You know, Joe shows you how, um, how science has proven that by rehearsing an event before the event is made manifest, it dramatically increases the likelihood of that event happening in your life. And think about some of the stuff we rehearse, right? What do we rehearse? We rehearse the worst possible case scenarios and what we might do if they come up. I know because I've done it and I do it still now. It's definitely an art form that you continue to cultivate. So imagine if we were actually rehearsing infinite potential and, uh, and, and our highest best selves and our most wonderful, fulfilling, loving, adventurous lives. It just makes sense that we would want to rehearse those instead. So um, so in this mind movie, you know, I made the mind movie. I'd stay up really late one night because I'd had some tech problems and hadn't um, received my password in time to do it before the retreat. So I was working on it in the nights, um, exhausted after the day, but really excited to create it. And it came to the part where you get to choose the music and you can choose one of the generic tunes, and, but it was all just a bit generic. So I was like, I really want to use a piece of music that's going to just touch me really deeply because these mind movies then get inserted. You get told to head to your mind movie in the middle of one of the trance-like kaleidoscope meditations so that you're in a trance watching your um, future playing out in front of you and connecting to it and rehearsing it. Um, and, uh, and I, I couldn't find a piece of music that I hadn't heard before that I wanted to connect to. So I thought, okay, there's a song that I like by a band called Lamb that I have always loved, uh, sort of loved that trip-hop kind of movement in the early 90s, mid-90s. And, um, and, I, and there was a particular song of theirs, Bonfire, and I just loved the words and I thought, you know what, that's going to be great. It's something that really makes me feel strong and excited to move forward, so that's going to be perfect. I'll just use that. And I couldn't get my phone to sync up to my computer. So I was like, how am I going to get this? Oh, look, you know what? It's $2 on iTunes. Why don't I just go and buy the song and be done with it? And so I um, search the store for Lamb, L-A-M-B, the name of the band. And um, what should come up but a brand new album by Lamb released that day. No joke, that day. What would the subject of this album be? The Secret of Letting Go. And 
I was like, you're kidding me. It's all about consciousness and connecting to the generous present moment. And, uh, and I, I just love Lou's voice. It's so beautiful, so rich um, and, uh, and such an, a beautiful, powerful storytelling voice. And there was a song that I connected to straight away uh, that was all about how there was no space and time and full of love. And I was like, this is crazy. So that was my mind movie music. Uh, sure enough, I found that song that I didn't know, had never heard before. Because the, the logic for me was there that I wanted it to be about my future, this new song rather than a song of the past. So it, was, it just couldn't have been more perfect um, in terms of the synchronicity. And that was on the third day of the retreat, I think that happened. So it was one of the first powerful teachers that this work happens uh, and, and, and starts to bear fruit. Uh, and you just have to trust and hand it all over to the, uh, to the divine. And, um, and then little tiny things started to happen. So... Um, you get given a gorgeous coin that's a, a word for your, you know, to take into your day. And I, I had missed the coin handouts on the second day and on the ground I found the coin possibility. And it was my favourite coin out of all the coins I got. I just loved it. I love that word. I love possibility. I just, yeah, it was perfect. Um, and on the last day I lost the possibility coin couldn't find it anywhere in my bag. It wasn't in the little pouch in the um, in the lanyard. And um, old me just decided to kick in my old program of, oh, but that was possibility and <laughs> I've lost possibility, you know, just down and out and, you know, maybe I'll have to go get another coin and it's probably not going to be as good a word. And I was just like, then I just literally just slapped my cheek and went, dude, <laughs> no, that coin is going to turn up. Don't worry about it. And I got up and the coin was on my seat under my butt the whole time. So, you know, just little things where you start to trust and it rewards your trust. You start to give it over. You're like, you can figure this out. I've, I've handed this over to the divine. You can figure it out. Um, then, you know, little things like obviously checking in every night with the fam to say goodnight to the little man and husband and uh, on the fourth day, I think it was, I called and Ollie was like, no way, that's cool. And I was like, what? What happened? He's like, I was just cooking one of your recipes with Seb in the kitchen and I literally just said, like the words literally just came out of my mouth. And then mum says, brr, brr, and it's you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow, cool. Um, and then uh, what else can I tell you? And then another synchronicity that I um, noticed was the um, I had put a particular TV show that I, I'm manifesting doing a segment on and uh, as I get out of the retreat and on the last day I'm headed to the airport, I was all frazzled because the retreat finished a little bit too fine timing for the um, flight for my liking but Joe had shared a couple of stories about flights and synchronicities and I just thought, you know what, no, that's the old program, it'll be absolutely fine and of course it was. And, uh, and so I'm in the back of the cab, open up the emails, and what should I see in my emails? But the very first email that I open up is the uh, founder of this television production company would love to catch up with you when he's in Sydney next week. Uh, you know, where, how are you placed for Tuesday? <laughs> it's just like, you're kidding me. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, it's been really interesting. And then from a health perspective... Look, I have to be really honest, uh, I've had a couple of shifts, but um, things have gone more into chaos than they have into uh, order yet, uh, and this is apparently quite common. They talk about the dispenser flu. So when you are firing and wiring in different ways, when you're creating new synapses in the brain, when you are literally breaking old connections and forming new ones, that, as I said earlier in the chat, uh, can really cause a lot of havoc in the body and mind uh, and in your physical environment as well. A lot of things can go a bit topsy-turvy. And, uh, and, and so when I got back, I seemed to have about five days where I went through about five different types of almost bad illnesses. I almost got a UTI, I almost got tonsillitis, I almost got the flu, got this big fever randomly out of the blue, 
Um, and then I got sinusitis and then I got hay fever for a couple of days. And then when it cleared, my knees, just both knees, massive pain. Um, like I'm kind of uh, still happening, hobbling as I stand up, uh, like to the point where I think, mm, I might check this out with the doctor next week. This isn't so great. Um, but I, I, I'm definitely not attributing that to the work I've done, um, but more to say that there's possibly a lot of healing and releasing to go on because essentially what's happening at the cellular level when you become a new person your cells dump everything they don't need and that can cause a massive detox uh, reaction. A lot of people find they need to step off the meditations for a few days and then come back in and, and a whole bunch of interesting things there. But the difference this time is I'm much less uh, rehearsing of the worst possible case scenario, much more whole, like beholden to how fantastic I feel in my future. And I think that's a really amazing skill. Um, and, you know, like imagine if you were someone who had a terminal illness and you were going to pass away regardless, you know, the work um, even just served to have you pass peacefully. I just, I just think it's amazing for anyone, whether you are battling uh, financial stuff, whether you're battling old patterns and you just don't know how to break them, whether you have trauma from a past, whether you have... Um, uh, mental illness, physical illness. Joe has done eight and a half thousand scans now with the help of university um, scientists to help map the brain and what's happening at various stages and transitions through the meditations. And he can see the moment before. He can see the chaos in the brain just before the coherence comes. He can, you know, he can predict when it's going to happen. And scientists are just blown away. They're like, how do you know it's just about to happen? It's like, I just know. I've seen enough of these now. And, uh, and some of the testimonials online for people who've been through, through the ringer of life and come out the other end, it's just really incredible to see the potential of this work. So to come back to those four things that those people with spontaneous remissions have in common, they all believe there was a life force or a higher intelligence that we were all connected to. They realized that it was the mismanagement of their emotions and hormones of stress that really began to create the condition. They then realized they had to become aware of their emotions and they've got to become conscious of how unconscious they are and rehearse a new future in some way. And then they have to, in that rehearsal process, have long moments where they lose track of space and time. Uh, and, you know, these are the four commonalities between people who radically alter the course of their future and you know if you think about some of the most powerful people in time like you know some of the most powerful activists in our time they weren't there rehearsing worst case scenarios they were rehearsing what their world would look like when they achieved the goal of of um, equality when they achieved the goal of abolishing segregation when they achieve the end of apartheid when they achieve women's rights issues. Um, you know, let's, let's start rehearsing our future on the climate change front, for goodness sakes. So suffice it to say, it's been quite a mind-blowing experience. And as I do the meditations daily, I turn up without fail every day. I start to notice things about myself. I start to catch myself in the old program much, much faster I start to, it's almost like it amplifies when you're in your conscious state all the bad things that you're trying to get rid of and remove from your programming as you step into the future. Um, uh, like I noticed until last night actually where I finally started to step into my future with my tennis. I love tennis by the way, I'm just an absolute junkie for it. My husband laughed the other day when I said to him, I wonder how I can actually become a professional tennis player at this age. <laughs> he just laughed. <laughs> ah, but uh, yeah, anyway, um, it is a great, great passion of mine and has been since I was a kid. And for some reason, I didn't play for nearly 20 years um, out of school and, and until my son was little. And then I was like, why am I watching his tennis lesson? I love this game. And I took it up again a few years ago. 
Um, but when I came back from the retreat, I went to tennis and I was so dirty every time I missed a ball and I was like my negative mindset was huge. I was like, who even is that? But the point is I noticed who it was straight away and I noticed it wasn't who I wanted to be. And often when we're so caught up in our program, we're not aware. You know, we talk about becoming aware of our emotions and conscious of how unconscious we are. So as I finish this little chat um, that hopefully has given you a little window into the magical, mystical world of um, following Dr. Joe's work, if we could just do a one-week project where we became conscious of how unconscious we were. So think about some of the things you do from when you open your eyes to when you close your eyes at night and all the stuff that happens in your day that is totally programmed. You're going to same place, do same thing, always brush your teeth and then you do that. Always um, grab a piece of chocolate when you see an email from someone you don't like. <laughs> that was me. Always, you know, and just notice things that you're not um, wanting to carry into your future and see how often they come up, that really is one of the biggest, biggest steps we can take towards starting to put them in our, putting them very much in our past and to stop operating from our past and the programming of the past and start stepping into a different future. So um, I'm very excited to see how this work unfolds as I continue to do it. And uh, very excited to connect with Lotoxers who are doing this work. We actually uh, had in the Lotox Club, if you haven't joined that yet, uh, head over to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and search Lotox Life in there. And it's literally the cost of a coffee a month to join the club. And, uh, and in there we had Becoming Supernatural as one of our book club uh, books. And once you're a club member, you can search back, um, just type... Um, uh, the the words Guy Lawrence, L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E. He's a, a coach who has done a lot of um, Joe's work. He's been not just to the advanced retreat, but the follow-up retreat um, in Costa Rica um, where they do all sorts of crazy things like work in the melatonin cycle all through the night um, and, and, uh, and break the habit of being themselves. Super cool stuff. I'm looking forward to doing one of those one day. And, uh, and I interviewed him on his experiences and we went quite deep into the potential of this work and it was pretty cool. So that's available for you if you become a club member as well as all the other wonderful stuff like the Greens Challenge or the Tiny Bin Challenge that we've done. You can download those ebooks um, that we create for our club members and we've got a lot more to come. Um, and in there is probably the best place to continue to talk about this work for anyone who decides to try a course, buy a book. Um, I'd be very, very keen to see what you think. Um, but obviously, if you don't join the club, just pop me a note in the show notes um, of today's episode so that we can um, chat there. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> all sorts of crazy little synchronicities. And, uh, and oh, I didn't tell you guys. Okay, I'm going to tell you one cool story. So on the last two days, you do the 4am pineal gland meditation. And the pineal gland is kind of between, picture um, your mouth and then picture the back of your head and it's kind of between the two and, um, and you actually learn how to push up against it in the breathing technique and get it to release this milky substance that almost feels orgasmic to be honest, it's just an incredible feeling. Um, very, very like woozy, like, whoa, that's amazing. And you kind of go into this like, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice right now, but the way I'm smiling is like this goofy, relaxed kind of, what was that? That was so cool kind of smile. Picture some, you know, teenage um, teenage pot smoker in a Hollywood movie and how they look um, after one of those experiences. Not that I'm condoning pot smoking, by the way, absolutely. Uh, not, um, but that kind of goofy look. And that's kind of how um, pushing up against the pineal gland and then releasing the breath feels like. And, um, and so you do this meditation from 4am because your melatonin is still high at that point and that helps you move outside of the known self and the world around you in its physical three-dimensional three um, reality. Um, and move into the quantum field and fifth dimension. 
And often people have really mystical experiences in this realm. And I went in completely wide-eyed, very open, very green, never done this before. Um, you know, I'm probably one of the least hippie woo-woo self-conscious, uh, health-conscious people you'll ever come against. I'm very science, science, science. Show me the science, show me how this might work. But then, like, when you get shown the science and then the act of living the science is hippie woo-woo mystical, then I buy in. Then I'm like, wow, okay, I, I, I totally understand why we're doing this and this is exciting. So I, I just went in and I thought, you know, as I was in there, I had some incredible experiences that were just not of this world but were very, very real. Um, one will take a little bit too long to tell, so I might just share that with the clubbers in the um, Lotox Club um, as a bit of a story, as an adjunct to this podcast. But the second one's really short, and I'll share it with you now. I'm conscious of everyone's time. Um, so I had just done the physical challenge in the retreat. There's always a physical challenge where you have to find your physical edge, feel the fear, um, find your heart in that moment, open your heart, open your focus and trust that you can take another step. And that was a really exciting part of the um, retreat that I didn't know about. Um, but there, you know, you can have a look on the Happy Faces videos of past advanced week-long retreats. In fact, our Sunshine Coast Happy Faces video is now available on YouTube, so I'll put that in the show notes as well. And, um, and I had part of that challenge was climbing a really tall ladder and hurling myself onto a plank, and some of you guys might have seen this in my Insta stories, and then stepping up onto that plank really high up and then um, jumping out into the unknown, obviously wearing a harness, don't panic, and um, then being slowly lowered down. And, uh, and then so that was the day before this pineal gland meditation. So then I'm doing the meditation and all of a sudden I'm climbing a ladder and it's real, it's plain as day. It's like I'm doing it right then and there. And I climb this ladder and it takes hours and hours and hours to climb this ladder. It's so tall. And then I realise when I get to the top of the ladder, there's a little plank there, um, I'm on top of planet Earth. So it's black all around me, like the space and the blackness that we rehearse getting into in the meditations to leave our third dimension, three-dimensional reality. And I'm literally standing on top of the planet. And then, out of nowhere, <laughs> and I'm laughing because it's just so crazy, but it really, really felt like it happened, I get handed a syringe. And I'm like, perfect, this is exactly what I've been looking for. I mean, you couldn't make this up. And I get the syringe, it's full of a nice clear liquid, and I sort of, you know, um, brace myself with this huge syringe that's taller than me, but I can just reach the bit that you push down to release the liquid. And I start injecting the syringe into the earth. And I, it, and um, someone then asked me what it was. I don't know who this person was or where they actually were. I couldn't see them. I said, it's the placebo. I'm injecting the earth with the placebo. And so if we think about um, spontaneous remissions, if we think about placebo effect uh, in clinical trials and we think about how hard we try to make what making this world a better place looks like at a granular um, particle matter-based level, uh, this for me was a bit of a metaphor about how gosh darn easy it is to fix some of the biggest problems in the world when we actually just trust uh, that from a place of love we can make the world a better place. And it was just fascinating. And then I just kind of snapped out of it. And But it happened. It really felt like it happened. So that I had my mystical moment. I had a couple, but that was a really cool one that I can tell you guys about now. And, uh, and yeah, it was, it was a really incredible experience. Another thing that I didn't tell you about in this show, so I will put it in the Lotox Club and, um, and uh, go into a bit more detail into that, but you can look this up on YouTube as a technique. Um, I don't know if there are YouTubes around it. If I find one, I'll put it in the show notes, but it's called the Coherence Healing. And you can apply to be a Healy before the retreat and the idea is that you then um, have eight people around you 
uh, with their healing hands, with everybody having been prepped prior by Joe, the healies and the healers, uh, to um, raise their frequency, uh, get to a really elevated state and um, perform a healing. And, uh, you know, he says this amazing thing before you do your first healing. He said this amazing thing to us before we embarked upon the very first one we did. We did three, Um, which was, you know, that right now 70% of people are saying they've had some shift by being a healy in the coherence healing. Uh, And 30% of people are saying they've had a dramatic effect from being a healy in a coherence healing. And he said when we get to 50%, we hit the children's hospitals and like the whole room, 1,200 people, we just cried. And, uh, and there was actually a child brought from a children's hospital on the third healing, um, which was the one I got to be a healer in, which was one of the most profound experiences of my life. So, um, look, it is definitely, uh, <laughs> it's definitely an interesting journey. It, uh, even if you're a sceptic, just start listening to his lectures Take us one of the sh- shorter beginning courses. I think the doing the um, progressive and intensive um, bundle on his website is two ninety nine US. So that's unfortunately for Australians, it's about four hundred dollars at the moment. Um, gosh, I can't wait till that exchange rate changes, right? Uh, but it is very, very interesting and very worth it. And what I love about Joe is he's not one of these gurus that just comes in as a bit of a celeb here and there and it's padded out with a whole bunch of other stuff. It is him. It is his personal passion to carry out this work with people. And he facilitated the entire retreat, 14, 15, 16-hour days. I mean, just incredible. Uh, and and he, he lives and breathes it and he is just a wonderful scientist and a wonderful storyteller. I think it makes for a very potent combination when you have these beautiful, funny, interesting, uh, cerebral lectures and then you literally just leave this space and time and head to where there's nothing, no one, nowhere, no space, no time. Uh, it's it's a, a quite a magical combination. Uh, so I wish anyone well who wants to embark upon that. I hope you found it slightly fascinating or a bit interesting uh, to hear about my experience of doing the work. Uh, but I would definitely encourage that anyone who feels like their future looks grim or they can't see a happy future or a healthy future or a, an abundant future, that this would definitely be worth considering for you. Um, it's We do so much with psychologists, with Uh, nutritionists, naturopaths, doctors, surgery, you know, everything is matter. You're trying to change matter with matter, trying to change what exists with what exists. And what Joe teaches us is that if we connect to a a greater intelligence, that we can actually sometimes hand over the design for the future and help uh, and let it help us create it uh, itself. Uh, And, uh, and, in, in quantum theory, this is possible. So that's the bit, that's the kicker. That's what really gets me is that this has been proven to be possible in science. And, uh, and it, was, it was pretty cool to experience at first hand. And now I have the great pleasure of having um, bought a couple of the meditations from the website and experiencing it every single morning. Um, so that's it. That's my show. Thank you so much for having a listen to this experience. And in three weeks time, I'm actually inviting Guy Lawrence onto this show. Uh, he's a wonderful coach, a local Australian guy. Uh, and I know he has a lot of, um, his community members are uh, based in the U S and in Europe as well. Uh, and, uh, I know he's just such a, a powerful change agent. So inviting him onto the show, to uh, discuss this topic um, and to, to pull it apart a little bit more and, uh, and get his experience on it um, and his take on it and how he then brings this into his coaching business where he helps people make amazing transformations because sometimes you can't just do it alone and with the internet. You know, you need a sense of community around it and that's what he's built. So I'm really looking forward to having him on the show to discuss this topic further and I'm looking forward to sharing with you guys online as my experience continues, any little nuggets that um, I have to share along the way. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day and uh, and enjoy getting conscious about what you're unconscious about.
Thank you so much for listening to today's show. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoy having these conversations and bringing them to you. Now, where can you find me and Lotox Life from here on in? Well, you've obviously got lotoxlife.com and there we have everything beautifully organized into food, home, body and mind topics as well as kids and a whole bunch of free downloadables and resources to help you inspire you to take community action. And there's amazing A to Z recipes there if you're ever getting a little bit stale in the kitchen and a whole bunch of articles that I've written. You can also find me on Instagram at Lotox Life and also on Facebook by a page the same name. I make everything super easy, Lotox Life, so you can find it really, really simply. Thank you so much to everybody who leaves a five-star review over on Stitcher or iTunes or wherever it is that you tune into the show. And also to let you know that you can join us on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Lotox Life and come join the private Lotox Life Club. In there, over time, more and more cool stuff is about to be added. It's a place where we can continue the conversations, chat about the weekly show, you're going to get bonus Q&A and all sorts of things over time. I explain everything over on Patreon, so I encourage you to check that out. And in the meantime, I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.